0: Welcome to the Lucy Walker Recruitment Podcast with Mark and Christina. With over 25 years' experience, we have the knowledge to support your career journey. So employers and job seekers, please listen in now as we share the best strategies and techniques guaranteed to help companies secure the talent to help deliver corporate growth and for job seekers to maximize their individual career opportunities. Hello and welcome back to the Recruiting and Career podcast. It's been quite a while since we've, um, since we've done a podcast and obviously a, a lot has changed with the, um, the pandemic that uh, we're all now faced with and trying to plot a, plot a way through. Um, so we're going to do a few of these podcasts um, in quick succession just to try and help you um, with your career and um, where you're at. So today, we're going to look at the job skills, which are most likely to be in demand after the pandemic has passed, um, whenever that m- might be. Um, it's now uh, heading towards uh, the middle to the end of May. Um, and personally, I think from from what I've gained from webinars and things I've listened to and, um, and read about, I think it will be probably september time before we tend to see any pickup in the job market uh, but that doesn't stop you from preparing and planning for a time when the job market is um in a better condition than it is now when there are vacancies and uh, firms are have demand which means that they need to relook at their staffing levels so um so you know it's a good time to to get prepared and and understand. Um, these changes in job skills. I mean, these changes in job skills aren't necessarily um, a reflection of the pandemic. I mean, even before the current crisis, um, changing technologies and new ways of working were disrupting uh, jobs uh, and the skills that employees needed to do those jobs Um I think the McKinsey Institute in America were intimating that 375 million workers around the world, uh, which is about 14% of the global workforce, would have to switch occupations by the end of this decade, so 2030, um, because of the um, developments in... AI, which obviously is artificial intelligence, and automation, um, which were impacting their roles and, and meaning that there would be very few jobs for life going forward. Um, so, you know, it, it's always been in the background, this. so And and it's the thing, I think, with anyone with their career uh, checklist and career development plan, you, you need to be constantly learning. Um, learning is, is a lifelong um, lifelong uh, lifelong decision um, and skill in, in, in the modern world we live in. So let let me run through as a headline that the skills and attributes which we will believe will be key, um, and which I'll run through. Um, these are technology, firstly, then leadership, emotional intelligence, the desire to learn. Creativity, adaptability, and problem solving. So th- those are the um, those are the seven that I'm going to run through. So okay, with technology, I mean technology is always advancing, isn't it? As 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 we all know. Um, but one of the best ways to prepare yourself for the post pandemic working environment is to focus on improving or acquiring further techno- technological skills yourself. Um, against this, you know, there's a backdrop that when we come out of this, companies will be looking at ways um, to which they can use technology to their benefit and protection going forward so that, you know, they cover their risk if, and God forbid it doesn't, something like this happens again. So if you have the skills to be involved in a techno- technological um Developments, um, you'll put yourself in a great position going forward, providing you are both comfortable and able to exploit the use of them to to the maximum. So, you know, make yourself an expert. Um, you know, if you look at professionals with digital skills, including search engine optimization, uh, SEM, web development, digital marketing, marketing, these are going to be highly sought after when we come out of the pandemic, as companies, you know, look to look to uh, beef up and reduce their risk. Uh, and also with increased homeworking, which I think we're all expecting uh, coming out of this, individuals are able to assist companies' digital platform offerings and then allow them to work effectively and beneficially. Uh, we'll, be on, um, we'll be top of the list for a lot of organisations. So anything you can do in that regard now to develop your skill set, we would highly recommend that. Okay, the second one is leadership. Um, now, of course, with um, with what we're seeing and what we think we'll continue to see with remote, you know, interchangeable and fluid working arrangements, you, you know, we've seen um, an increase, of course, in, in people working from home. But we'll see, I'm sure we'll see four day working off- offerings as well as flexible working offerings increase um, so that employees can get the balance they want from their work life career um but against a backdrop of this the skills of uh individuals to lead and lead well will become ever more important because they're going to be faced with not people just sat you know 12 foot away from them a collection of people but there'll be people in different locations uh whether that be some in the office some um some in their homes, wherever. So those who have strong skills in leadership, um, including how to bring the best out of individuals and inspire teams and encourage collaboration will also be in big demand. Um, So leadership skills will be particularly important, uh, we believe. The third one is emotional intelligence. Now, I think often the first question we ask when what's emotional in- intelligence is well, what what is emotional intelligence so let me just um, bring something up that I can help you with in that regard okay we ran a uh, we did a blog post about emotional intelligence which you can find on the lucy walker recruitment website which is www.lucywalkerrecruitment.com um and we did that some time ago and even then we were saying it's one of the most sought after job skills with Seventy percent of hiring managers acknowledging that they rate emotional intelligence over a high IQ when it comes when it came to finding the right person for their team, um, and it's not a surprise really because emotional intelligence dictates performance. Um, the, you know, the correlation from emo- with emotional intelligence and performance is very strong, with research indicating that ninety percent of top performers have high emotional intelligence, while 80% of low performers are low in emotional intelligence. So it's pretty self-explanatory, isn't it, when you see the stats like that? Um, But with regard to a definition of emotional intelligence, well, emotional intelligence is basically, is your awareness of emotions, uh, both yours and of those people around you. Um, So someone with... Good emotional intelligence is aware and in control of both their emotions, they're empathetic to other people's feelings and can predict and to some degree understand the emotional reactions of those around them. Now, I'm sure if you think about your own office environment, you'll probably quickly relate to the people who have those skills and those who don't. Um, And it's not always the the leaders that have those skills, um, I think you'll find, so, why do employees value EI so highly? Well, I suppose it's self-explanatory, isn't it? Really, when you think about it, um, if this helps to improve decision making within the business, um, it will decrease any stress levels um, amongst staff. It will, re- which me, which will hopefully reduce staff turnover, um, increase people's personal well-being. Um, and increase team performance, and you know the cycle goes round and round, and so that, that it benefits the business um, someone who 's emotionally intelligent is normally an excellent team player um, with a lot of leadership qualities um, you know they're aware of their own emotional state um, and how that can impact people around them you know we've uh, we 've all been in offices where we um, go in in the morning and think and wait for you, wait for a boss to come in and think, Oh my god, he's not in a good mood today, best keep away from him. Uh, he, you know, we can laugh, but that's not right, is it? That's not right in a work environment that someone should not be approachable on a certain day. Um, so someone with good emotional intelligence won't be in that position. If you want to um, maybe find out where you are with your emotional intelligence at the moment, um, we recommend the Leadership Foundation test, which let me see if I can give you... Yeah, you can do that test. It's a free test and it's at globalleadershipfoundation.com. And if you type in um, emotional intelligence test it will give you an indication of where you're at now, which in turn allows you to um, assess um, where you are to move forward with it. I mean, in, t- in terms of if you're looking to develop your own emotional intelligence, um, the techniques involved are, or the common techniques which help are things like meditation, um, journaling your thoughts, um, noting down how your emotional state varies with what goes on around you. There's breathing exercises, um, the mindset of treating setbacks as learning opportunities rather than thinking as rather than the setback being the end of the world, um, and all, always and another technique is always trying to find to imagine how the other person is feeling about what you're uh, discussing or proposing to do. Um, and the last major one they recommend um, is to read fiction, which um, I'm not a great fiction reader, um, but it does say that fictional characters uh, may be imaginary, but they are superb at building an emotional understanding of others. Um now I only like to read facts, so I don't know what that says for me. It probably says that I've not got the best emotional intelligence. Um, okay, so the next point, or the fourth point I mentioned in terms of a skill, was the desire to learn, which I think I mentioned at the start is 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 key. Um, you know, we're always learning, however old we are. Um, so, according to the World Economic Forum, in just five years' time. Thirty-five percent of the skills deemed essential today will change. So, wow, that's some big fact, isn't it? Um, but what that means is, you just need to keep learning. You just need to keep improving your, your skill set. Um, and there are lots and lots of, 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 of ways, you know, you can learn um to, you can use to upskill let me just give you i've got here um some examples of some online you know online course providers There's so many of these these days you know you've got um, udemy um google analytics academy um open learn code academy um if you're interested in languages duolingo um but there's so many online courses you can do and up Given the circumstances of the pandemic at the moment, obviously a lot of people are looking at these online courses as an, as a, an easy way to, to upskill, but you must embrace the desire to learn, I think is, is definitely what we're saying at the moment. Okay, so the fifth point is creativity. Now, the creative and innovative nature of us all has been obviously tested to the fore, hasn't it, during this uh, crisis And our ability to continue to adapt and help organisations produce and deliver results um, is is going to be key moving forward. And those people who can do that will be game changers for their organisation and any future organisation they may go into. So, you know, if you are of a creative and innovative nature, look to exploit that to the floor. Sorry, to the floor, to the floor, not to the floor, to the floor. Um, okay, adaptability, closely associated with obviously with creativity, but adaptability and and flexibility in your in your approach. Um, uh, once we start to come out of the pandemic and lockdown period, um, will become more evident as companies evolve. <clears throat> companies will be looking. Companies will be thinking about. How they look going forward in both in terms of their structure and um, and their their base, you know, whether they have um, a, a large office base or more people working from home. Um, and in so in doing this, they're going to be reassessing their structure, their product offering, maybe even employees' roles and job descriptions. Will these need to be tweaked? Um, so that's going to mean. Uh, for for their workforce, the need to be flexible and fluid, um, which everyone has been obviously while we've been working from home. But again, we're going to see continual change as uh, as companies um, deal with the aftermath of this. So, be prepared, be adaptable, be flexible, um, and that will certainly stand you in good stead with your uh, with your current employers and and any future employers because you know the world doesn't stand still so we have to keep we have to keep moving with it and i think the last point um is um problem solving and critical thinking um this again uh like the creativity and innovation is is going to be key um and those who can prove um that they can solve issues and problems uh will have a much better and greater chance of being hired in the future so that's quite a key thing to look at um sorry on that note um yeah so it's about having a clear understanding of their industry's business trends changing customer needs uh, so they're better placed to respond in the right way for future challenges um but the data says is is useless for a company unless there is intelligent data literacy. Um, so we need to be understand understand what what the data is telling us. Um, so those are the main seven. Um, so I hope that's been useful for you. So the seven again, just to summarise, is technology, leadership, emotional intelligence, desire to learn, creativity. Uh, and innovation, adaptability and flexibility and problem solving and critical thinking. Okay. So that's it for today. Thanks for listening. Be back again soon. Bye.